Welcome to That Being Said Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Aisha. Let's get into today's episode. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to That Being Said. So our second episode, yes. which is really exciting. Uh, we want to say thanks, obviously, to everyone that tuned in last week, um, getting to know your hosts. Thank you for going through that uh, journey <laughs> with us. I wonder if anyone could count the amount of times I said like or literally or um throughout the entire thing because I think it would have been at least like a hundred times per thing so but yeah we're really excited to um go on into our second episode and this episode is going to be basically uh centered around pole dancing uh confidence and sensuality so we're just going to be touching base onto those three things um today um, we obviously want to make note uh, that uh, pole dancing wouldn't be what it is today, obviously without the origins of sex work and um, yeah, obviously like we, it wouldn't be what it is today without uh, those those people and those pioneers. But yeah, so we'll leave a few links towards the end uh, for more information sort of centered around uh, sex work and all the amazing things uh, that they do um, and how sort of their origins have gone from, you know, the strip club to the studio, sort of how that's helped um, create that space, I guess, um, while still... Yeah, so we wouldn't have the space, the studio space that we have today without the work of sex workers. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, I guess um, we'll dive into it. Um, so yeah, pole dancing, it's obviously, uh, quite a, there's still quite some stigma and taboo around it. Um, and obviously, uh, it's, it can be hard to sort of bring up in conversations. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's something that people sort of, um, I don't know, they, as soon as they hear it, they like, especially if, you know, you're talking to your guy friends or something, they get really like just yeah what are you doing on tuesday wednesdays and saturday mornings and you're like oh i'm just going to pole dancing classes and then you get hit with the slew of yeah oh this that yeah so you get hit with all those sort of slew comments and stuff um and it's just like it's just like crazy that there's there's a stigma obviously around it um but pole dancing in a whole is such an incredible i guess sport talent um it's just it's crazy the amount of strength it takes to do it and also I guess um yeah building up your confidence as well to be comfortable doing it I guess yeah I know some people may start out completely confident you know like ready to do it I know for me when I first started I was very (laughs) I can't even describe like just shy self-esteem was probably low but I wanted to try and do something to uh when I started I was extremely uncomfortable like with my own body yes yeah or moving the way you watched like instructors move on instagram and stuff very foreign yeah exactly especially having no dance background either um trying to move my body in a way um where i was sort of at one with my body was really hard again because i i didn't really have any i don't know i didn't really know my body I never really explored my body in a way. I was very, yeah, closed off and uh, shut out from my body, I guess, as a whole. Um, but yeah, I guess so. I'll dive in, obviously, first. So um, let's start with like maybe your first kind of experience. I'll share mine, then we'll kind of 
yeah work our way from there okay cool yeah so I guess my I remember my first first time um heading to the studio that I'm at now um and I remember driving out there and I got lost um and I was like I very flustered, uh, very flustered, obviously, especially getting lost. I like drove down the road and then realized it was back the other way. So I went back that way. And obviously, you know, I've after speaking to a lot of people as well, similar circumstance of feeling very um, like, should I do this? Should I walk into this? Flustered, not ready, unsure. Yeah. That should I be doing this? Ready to turn around exactly like I will drive home and that was the thing I contemplated sitting in my car I was like I can't go in there there is not a chance I'm going in there like I feel I think I was embarrassed but for myself it wasn't like I was embarrassed I was doing it at all it was more like I mean I was embarrassed of how I looked and again that was a self-confidence thing like I just was like oh I don't, I'm gonna look so silly I was convinced I was gonna be in a beginner's class with like professional dancers <laughs> yes literally and I think that's what everyone thinks going into their first beginner class is they're like oh there's gonna be like they're good like this person's gonna be so much better than me or you know they're gonna be professional but that's literally not the case and it's funny because when you when you go into that first beginner class, there's all these other people who are feeling the exact same way. I can almost guarantee it's going to be like a room of eight people with like bike shots. And <laughs> Literally. And that's exactly uh, well, when I went to my very first lesson, it was an exotic, uh, which obviously now known as pole flow. Again, we'll leave some links as well about around that word. Um, but yeah, it was it was changed. It changed. Uh, um my perspective when I first went into one of those classes because I I watched the instructor when I walked in there and she was just moving so flawlessly and beautifully and I was just a deer in headlights like I was so scared um because it that type of class it's not that's not recommended for beginners but you think I would have started out with a beginner's class but no I started with this pole flow class um and I was wearing my bike shorts um I was wearing my crop top and my little six inch heels because I brought these pink little heels Um, and I literally be able to find a video of me from my very first class. I had long blonde hair like I like I look nothing like I do now Um, and I was just stumbling on myself constantly Um, and I'm sort of giggling throughout it but it's like this awkward giggle that I do because I'm literally so I was just (laughs) here we go with literally again but like I was just so petrified um and trying to catch up but the instructor that was there was just so lovely and reassured me um so yeah like as soon as I walked in like the vibes were really great with everyone that was in there and I think they could tell that I was new because they had never seen me before obviously um and obviously and it's not that like you stereotype that oh this person's new because they wear bike shorts but They knew. They definitely knew. Six inch little heels, my bike shorts. Um, like it was just, it was a time. But looking back on that now, obviously, I'm like, oh, like that's so cute. Like I was, <laughs> I was such a little cutie. Um, but yeah. So I guess I was obviously very scared, very nervous, and obviously even doing the choreography itself was so challenging. Um, but it was just the support that I received throughout that entire class and I wasn't doing well and I will admit I was not doing well but the instructor was like amazing like this is beautiful like yeah nailing it yes like cheering me and hyping me up. Can I ask if the instructor was dicks? 
No, Dix wasn't my very first one. It was Taylor. So Taylor. Oh my god. <laughs> and she's wild. Like I love her so much. Um, but she was my very first instructor that I had gone like to a class. But this is a thing. Her and Dix shared the oh, ex- yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was Taylor's week, and that was the first one that I went to. And oh, my god. Big props because if I were like. <laughs> If I did one of Taylor's classes as my first class, I would turn around and cry. I would leave 15 minutes. <laughs> it was wild, but like it was like. She is such a powerhouse. And I think because of her um, personality and attitude, that's what made me feel comfortable. Um, she was just so approachable and just really energetic. So I was like, oh, I feel like I feel at least a bit welcomed in what's happening, yeah. even though I'm not doing well. So, yeah, that was sort of my first experience in my first pole class. And then eventually I ended up signing up to beginners. I think she was my beginner uh, instructor along with um, Emily. Um, She they sort of, I think, swapped every so often. Um, But, yeah, it was it was sort of a time for me where it was it sort of opened my eyes. I definitely thought after leaving, like, what the hell did I just do? Mm. Why did I do that? Um, But look at me now like I look at where I am now and it's really transformed my life and I think lots of people can relate in the sense of they were scared to go in they were thinking of driving home but they went in and did it anyway and it was probably the best decision that they've made so I guess we'll I'll leave it there for my first lesson and draw back on some things later but yeah what about your first so I think you'd been dancing for like maybe only like three months yeah I think Yeah. yeah three months and then you were like, you should go do it. No, it would have been, yeah, three months because you just finished Beginners. And yeah. you were like, I'm not going to do Beginners again. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, I guess I'll go do Beginners by myself. Yeah. I think that'll be fine. I think I'll survive. I think that'll be fine. Um, so taking a step back, Taylor was like raving about pole. She was really into it. She loved all the things that had done for her. I'd seen her on the gram. Like, I just really wanted to do it. I kind of knew of, like, some of it. I'd obviously been interested in pole before, but Mm. I guess, like, I didn't really know anyone else who did it. Um, Some of the other studios in our area are very, like, fitness. Yeah. We'll get into that later, like, the differences on different studios, but I hadn't really seen the kind of dance that the studio I'd been going to now did. Mm. I ended up booking... For a beginner class I had to do it by myself without Taylor which was very scary but I did it anyway mostly I just wanted to meet other girls so I touched in my last I uh, touched in our last episode quickly I'm a mechanic like I don't really have that many gal pals around me but it'd be a great opportunity to meet girls and I just really want to push myself like I really wanted to step right out of my comfort zone I'd never really stuck with anything before I was like screw it we'll do the eight-week term we'll see how it goes I, like, so nervous going in, didn't want to be there, fully ready to turn around. I think that's a very common feeling going into your first lesson, but immediately fell in love. I definitely had, like, a fairy tale experience. Mm. Um, My class was all beginners, really diverse bunch. Everyone was very, like, I mean, like, not shady, but, like, very robotic, very uncomfortable, very... Uh, yeah the vibe was definitely excitement but also fear yeah it was like a very I had such a bubbly awesome instructor 
been with me throughout my kind of like pole journey. Love it a bit. Yeah. Um, drove home. So the drive there compared to the drive back. Drove home, windows down, music yeah. blaring, sweaty. It was like sun just going down. I was elated. Like felt amazing. Immediately fell in love. Um, yeah, and just stuck with it. So I went from doing like one class to at the end of that year doing like five classes a week. Okay, so I guess, um, yeah, both of our experiences with our first lesson uh, get a bit, bit similar in the sense of uh, being nervous, freaking out a little bit about going in there. We're going to sort of touch on now, um, I guess, about progression within pole itself um, and the journey it sort of takes and um, how it's, you know, it's not always daisies and sunshine. Uh, it's sometimes it can be a bit hard and that's totally normal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess for me personally, when I started beginners, um, I probably did beginners for two maybe ter- two terms mm. um, and then I think I did it for a third term maybe I can't remember just to sort of be sure and I sort of I sort of did pre-inter and beginners so I think it was so I always did printers and beginners when I was doing my last term so I had both yeah so I wouldn't sort of freak out that I was going straight to pre-inter I sort of could so our studio like the studio we go to our class structure is beginner pre-inter intermediate high inter and then advanced pre-advanced pre-advanced sorry yeah. then advanced. So we have these kind of like um intimate like interim classes yeah yeah exactly and so pre-inter sort of was that next step from beginners where you actually start to do tricks up the pole where beginners you don't really do tricks up the pole the only thing you do up the pole is climb up the pole yeah um and that in it within itself is can be very scary climbing is like a lot of people's first big achievement that they're really excited about like first trick that they've got literally yeah so I think that's that's the first thing that they're like whoa I just did that I climbed up the pole and like again we'll touch on it later but when I started to teach people showing them how to do that they'd freak out and I'd just be like it's a simple climb in my head yeah but then I'm like, no, I draw back to back to that. And exactly. Climb. You're like, it's no, really climb, no, it's, it? <laughs> it's amazing. Like you've climbed. So yeah, beginners is where you sort of start to learn your head rolls, your body rolls, and that can feel really robotic. Yeah. Like you feel like a cardboard box. <laughs> I know I did. Like I was just like, how do I actually move my body? My like videos from my first oh. head rolls and body rolls are just... <laughs> Oh my god! I like I like archive all my old videos because yeah, I'm like, I recently went through and like hit that part of myself, which I kind of like am mad at myself for doing because I think is, it's an unrealistic expectation, but, but this, it is real. It is, and I think that's the thing. Like everyone starts somewhere. Everyone used to be a beginner. The yeah. professionals used to be a beginner. They they weren't naturally amazing. Like it took time. Yeah. You know, so there could have been people that like literally got it straight away, but it it's still yes. hard and it takes time. But yeah, and then pre-inter, obviously you start to learn more tricks. And again, like it'd be the same thing I'd watch on Instagram, breaking down tricks and stuff to see like, oh, okay, how can I do that? And that's where they really focus on doing stuff safely as well because you don't want to injure yourself. Yeah, so pre-inter was that stage we started, you know, Vomitrons, uh, Hello World. Um, what else do you do in pre-inter? I should definitely know this. Like backspins. Yeah, backward st- uh, stag, front stag, all these tricks um, that you sort of start to learn and that can get really exciting. You kind of start learning the basics of building a combo. Yes, exactly yeah. right. Where beginners, it's sort of 
the fun side of things and sort of getting comfortable with yourself and yeah. the movements and then the very foundations exactly and then print is like okay let's start to sort of try to work on building some combos and then yeah as you move up I guess to intermediate I personally think it's a big jump definitely like I was really scared to go to intermediate um, and I think it was because of inverting mm. so going upside down really scared me and I just thought like I would not be able to do it like I just there's no chance I'm getting my butt above my head like I just not but again I did the same thing I did pre-inter and intermediate um, I can't remember how long I was in pre-inter for maybe two terms again and then I did like the pre-inter intermediate yeah. but yeah so when I it's same with intermediate that's where you really start to that's where it, like shit kind of gets real yeah for me personally I was like Ugh. yeah and I think I did intermediate for so long. I can't remember, I, I, like, at least five terms. Like, I did it for a long time because I just couldn't get my invert. Mm. And it it used to frustrate the hell out of me. But eventually by that fifth term, right, I had everything else down pat. I felt fine and it was just this bloody... You were just waiting for, like, the 20 minutes of invert. Literally. And yeah. that's not till, like, week three or week four. <laughs> like, yes. So, like, I sort of got the, a round of everything else and I guess I, that was a time where I could start to perfect certain things like my body rolls or my head rolls or, you know, technique-wise. When it came to inverting, it used to piss me off so much because I just couldn't do it. And it was because I didn't, I didn't trust myself that I was going to be able to do it as well. Yeah, sometimes with those tricks that you just can't get, it, it's just a mental block. It is. And then, like, oh, it was so, it used to frustrate me so much. Um, and I know so many people can relate because, you know, they, they inverting is obviously the scariest thing when it comes to intermediate, I think. I thought laybacks were. Actually, yeah. But they ended up <laughs> yeah, being, like, my favourite trick. Literally, you get it down pat, like, the first go. <laughs> you did. And that's the thing. So, for me personally, it would have been – it would have been inverts. Laybacks, I was really excited to learn. I was like excited, but the idea of just holding my body with my head at the ground, with my legs, was not for me. Yeah. I think for me, like laybacks, I could only ever do cross leg layback. Mm. I just, there was, I think I tried once and I think uh, Dix was my intermediate teacher. Classes were always so much fun and like how she taught us was really progressive thoroughly enjoyed my classes but I just still couldn't get it yeah and then yeah so I, I think I did one straight leg layback when I was in Dix's class and I think um I think she might have been teaching other levels the next term and I went to someone else's class and again I was still obviously struggling with my inverts the very last term when I finally got my inverts it's because I had brought my hands down closer to my that tiny little adjustment yep yeah the tiniest little adjustment engage and then I went up and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Are you joking? When you get stuff like that, it's almost like, oh, great, cool, I've done it. But you're almost like frustrated because you're like, oh, why could I not do that? Literally. And I think because it took five terms to get there, it's what frustrated me yeah. the most because I was like, a little, a little adjustment and that's all it was. Because I think the biggest thing as well is to stress the importance of safety when it comes to inverting you can't just swing yourself up into it. Obviously, at the start, like they'll see, they'll they'll see you like, okay, you can swing yourself into it like the first time, but come on, like after the next few times, you need to really focus on yeah. doing it properly. So the first time, even with swinging into it, couldn't freaking do it. But then, yeah, eventually as it went on, just that small adjustment, and I did it, and I was like, oh my god, 
Like, it was just so frustrating. I think I remember I was in your cl- – because I think we eventually caught up yeah. with intermediate. Yeah. And then, then that was like a term where you were kind of getting over it. Yeah. Yeah. But I still wanted to sort of do it. But then you were kind of getting over it. But high enter is another big scary jump. Exactly. And I think that was the thing. Like, I was like, at least if I'm doing – inter with you yeah it was still it'll still sort of be fun because yeah. my friends there so that that was still all like good and then yeah definitely the jump from inter to high inter very scary again because that's where you start to do things aerially and mm. up in the air an aerial invert are you kidding me i couldn't even do an invert on the ground like <laughs> like until the fifth term so in my head i was like there's not a chance i'd be getting an aerial invert but again, doing the same thing of inter and high inter. Yeah. Um, I know it probably benefit like benefit benefited you as well. Did yeah, you definitely. do both? Like inter and high inter. I got a bit uh no, inter and high inter I definitely overlapped. Yeah. I got a bit lazy with some of my earlier levels, but Yeah. I think like and that's the thing, like after you like improve inter for a but bit. But I think I was doing like two inters. I think you were. Yeah. I, I seem to remember you were doing like two inters and then at high inter. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, and then when you go to high inter, that's obviously where you start to do aerial stuff and you sort of start to prep yourself for the stuff that you do in pre-advanced, not until towards the end of the term, yeah. but high inter is where you start to do leg hangs. Yeah. Um, again, I and I think also important to note, there was a period of time where I just stopped sort of going to my classes. Same. Yeah. And it was just because one, I was deflated with pole itself I was tired from work and I just like I, I guess I was getting a bit frustrated and I think everyone does this and it's probably normal we start to compare ourselves to everyone else in the class that was the biggest thing for me I went from where I kind of stopped training pole really seriously like five classes a week three strength classes a flow class a flex class like I was getting, like I was preparing myself to start competing and start performing more and things like that. That like comparison really set in. Mm. And it can be really hard to get yourself out of there. And it's a bit similar Once as you're well, in, yeah. like you're, and you start indulging yourself in it, like it's almost the perfect excuse. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, like, again, similar as well. We're doing like five classes a week. Like I yeah. frothed it, loved Burnout it. Burnout might have been like a... Uh, what's the word contributor yeah exactly because you're just so exhausted yeah um and yeah it it just wasn't for me so I stopped sort of rocking up and I felt so bad for my instructor because like obviously close with her I'd be like I'm so sorry like I'm not coming tonight like I just and obviously she'd understand like it's totally fine but you sort of feel deflated as well in that sense and again yeah this is the biggest thing and it's easier said than done you try your best not to compare yourself to the other people that are obviously yeah. in the class. You don't know how long they've been doing that class for. That's, like a lot of people come to pole dancing as adults, right? Mm. You could be in a class with someone who's done like jazz ballet for 15 years. Yeah. Do not compare yourself to them. Exactly. And that's and that's the thing. I think we forget that though when we are in that state of mind of yeah. comparing because you're just like, no, like – that, maybe if I trained a bit harder or yeah. maybe if I focused a bit harder or stretched more or exactly like oh maybe then I'd be able to do it but I th- I think it's we need to like normalize that it's totally normal to take that time away if you need it yeah um and not sort of push yourself to the point where um 
like you just end up hating it overall and never go back if you do end up needing that time off I think you need to be kind to yourself when you're taking that time off because I found myself like you get the instant gratification of skipping a class right Mm. but then the shame immediately sets in yeah it's like no you should have just gone or like just gone like like you would have felt better after going blah blah blah. like they're all those sort of behind yeah exactly so I think it's also like so important to take the time to be kind to yourself about that stuff yeah so yeah and I guess that I only had just started pre-advanced before lockdown Mm. and I don't think I went to any classes again I started a new job um and I just had no energy along with teaching I there was just not like we'll obviously touch on that later but like there was just not a chance I was getting to my own classes where I had like the break I just started high answer and like um it takes a lot of energy as well like it's exhausting as well like it's just especially when you have other stuff going on like it's the last thing you sort of want to do but I think yeah like I said it's just so important to normalize that's okay to take a break um be kind to yourself when you take that break and I think the hardest thing is social media Instagram yeah it can be so hard when you're so Literally one of my biggest pet peeves is like people tagging PD beginners or pole dance beginners on like it's crazy just, combos yeah. and like intense. Well, it's enough just to see the little Russian kids do it and you're like, they can do anything, anything you can do. They can do it in their 12 sl- feet in the air. Exactly. In their sleep. Like it's, and that's the thing. I think it's the biggest thing to remember as well. And I think that's when I sort of started to show my struggles on my Instagram because yeah. there's no point I, I know some people you know they might just want to show all the good things and that's totally yeah. fine but I think it's so important to show the struggles yeah something I personally did was I actively went and unfollowed people who made me feel bad about myself and it wasn't like anything they were doing they no. were just showing off what they were doing but like if that was affecting me I was like no that has to be removed from and my I think feed. yeah exactly and I think that's important to normalize that as well yeah because it's 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 nothing against that person at all. Yeah. It's just that I, yeah, I've I've definitely done the same with some things. Or I've like when I've had a bit of a like just a I need to a cleanse. Like I just yeah. I'm followed, but it's not anything personal against those people. It's just that I need a cleanse from that. And yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I sort of started to do is show times where I've struggled or I've gone into Cory and I've just like been flat or I've just like just literally standing there, and I'll still share that on my feed. Um, and sort of share the importance of this is normal. Yeah, there's the nothing frustration and stuff. Exactly, because there's all these amazing people and they have the same frustrations and they definitely do share it as well. You know, frustrations with not getting a combo, frustrations with if they don't get into a comp, which is totally fair and valid as well, you know. Like it's yeah. there's so many little things um that can cause that frustration and I think you don't have to always share it. That's totally fine as well, because yeah. you can keep that to yourself. But just know it's normal and so many other people are feeling the same way. Um, but, yeah, I think it's – yeah, I guess it's – I definitely know students and have felt the same way and they will come and express that to you. And that's where you sort of, like, tell them they have to be kind to themselves. Like, And if, if, you, if they see you or, you know, your friends being unkind to themselves – yeah then it's yeah I remember one of the first like showcases like performances I did the one backstage rule was no negative self-talk yes and I think that was that's so important and I guess I guess we can draw into showcase um now because showcase is it's the perfect time where everyone sort of comes together it's it's just like 
so much positive energy. It's a really great opportunity to, especially if you're doing like a solo or something, an awesome opportunity to just put all your achievements out into a routine. Exactly. And I think as well, show week, obviously uh, being at the end of week eight, that's another time where, you know, you perform for the other class and they just cheer so loud and it's just like so encouraging and like really what's the word like it sort of warms your heart like just seeing them all just cheer like you could do a simple body roll or head roll and they'll go wild like they don't care like what you're doing my like beginners showcase so we got tricked into showcase we weren't told yeah that's what happened in week eight being there (laughs) yeah I think we were performing for like a pre-advanced or a high inter class yeah and I was like oh do we have to do this? Like, it's insane. Like Especially when it's a high level. You're yeah. like, no, they're going to think I'm so bad. They're going to think I'm so weird and uncoordinated. <laughs> but, like, oh, so much love. Amazing. It is. And it makes you feel so good. in. And even if you stuff something up, you don't care because they're just cheering the whole time. Like, it's just so positive and I find that so beneficial and I think it can be scary for some I know for my first one I freaked out I was like I full some classes where I haven't been doing as well as I wanted to I just skip yeah I I kind of regret it now I kind of wish like I had that progress shot type thing yeah and I think uh, yeah and it can be hard obviously because you're like no I can't do that but when you do do it the relief you get after like after the cheering it's like oh I'm so glad I did that yeah um so yeah and I guess going into showcase as well you prep show week you know doing that and it gets you a bit more comfortable with performing in front of other people especially showcase itself showcase is an awesome time where everyone sort of gets together beginners do their first solo pre-inter people do their solos um and then they do group performances um and I know that both of our first showcase was together yeah um I can't remember what the theme was but I think fire and ice that's right and it was just like yeah I remember how excited we were like driving on our way there like it was just like it was just so cool that we were like doing this I think we invited both both our partners yeah to like go (laughs) come and watch oh my god and one of our close friends invited her grandma and what was she I can't remember the song. It was extremely it was t- vulgar. It was Tiger, I think. Um, I can't remember the song. But, like, she loved it. Like it was, She was so into it. Yeah, so, like, it's just it's just cool because everyone sort of comes together and, like, yeah, like, this is awesome. Um, so, yeah, I remember, like, we did, I think, our floor movement was one of them. We did floor. We did our pre-inter to Hotter Than Hell. Yes. And then I... And then you did your first solo. Yeah. And then I did booty um, as well. So I like did like four things. And yeah, that's where I did my very, very first solo. And I was obviously freaking out because like I'd gone to practice sessions uh with one of my other close friends um who was doing the solo as well. And just like freaking out and I was like I'm just gonna have to freestyle some of it because and freestyling as like a pre-inter person like it was just like clunky mess um but yeah I went into my first um solo and Dix I think was emceeing and she was behind stage and she was like you're gonna do so amazing and I was like freaking out Uh, and then like as I walk in like on to the you know the the pole where the pole was I just just before my music starts I hear Sophia who's literally the sweetest 
human in the world just yell out yeah Stacy <laughs> it was the cutest thing like and I guess for clarification um my pole name is Stassi because it's the last five letters of my surname so yeah and then I just remember her saying that and then I just went and did it um you could tell at the start I was obviously very like nervous and then eventually like I sort of opened up especially doing pole for a bit um a little bit more comfortable I would have been doing pole for maybe five months at that stage maybe four or five months something like that oh, yeah was it in June or May I think it was the end of May so would it June it was midi yeah oh that's right so it would have been about six months yeah um and that's when I did like my very first kip like oh yeah they ate and it's like the stassy trick ever since like it's just like a kip send me a video of it because I'll try and attempt it like I attempt kips enough that I have stuffed my knee up before but yeah so that's where I do my first kip but that being said like just the solo itself was just so cool to just do and like the adrenaline that you have Mm. like everyone was cheering so loud like it didn't like I think like my shoe got caught in like my latex like bodysuit thing and like my nipple nearly came out but everyone still (laughs) cheered um so yeah that was really cool doing a solo and I think showcase showcase is probably the best time and I encourage all my students anytime that it comes up to like do a solo if you feel comfortable to or do a group performance. That's one of the best things about going to a studio with a really strong community behind it. Exactly, because everyone supports each other yeah. um, to just like just go do it. Like you, you'll, you won't regret it. You'll love it straight after. And it is, it's the adrenaline that you get after that. So yeah, that was a really cool time doing... Um, like a showcase and especially because obviously it was comfortable as well because you had your friends there as well doing the same thing um but yeah showcases are always a great time to see especially beginners perform I think um because they're really you can tell that they're just loving it they're frothing it they invite all their friends which is so cute um especially the last showcase that uh happened like that was just awesome to see um but yeah so while we're on the subject of your progression and not comparing yourself, being okay with your speed. Something else you also need to think about is that it's okay to be like, actually, I'm not getting this. I'd like to take a step back. I'd like to drop to a different class, take less classes, Mm. something like that. I think that's super important because I think – you can get very caught up with like, oh no, I have to. I just need to get to the next level. Exactly. Like I have to, I have to get there. Like I've been here for five terms. Like I have to now eventually move. Yeah. Um, There's definitely, I think, been a time where I did sign up to high into the first time. Mm. uh, And I think I jumped back for one term just because I was just like petrified or just like I just wasn't getting it. Maybe I think it was actually pre-advance. The, that last term I, I don't know it was just a mess like I I know that there was one term where I'd step back because I wasn't getting it and yeah. I didn't feel comfortable and that's totally fine um because it's it's normal to have that feeling that like no I'm just not getting this I think I need to take a step back go back to those foundations that are familiar to me yeah. where I feel a bit more comfortable see how I go and then move again because it's it's not you're not locked in there no you're not locked into high intel because you signed up to high inter i mean like if the other classes are sold out well like okay maybe you're locked in but there's no obligation for you to go if you don't feel comfortable and there's like it's really brave to say actually i think i need to 
go back to the foundation of this move. I don't think I'm ready for this. Exactly. Just yet. And I think that was so important to have instructors like that. And all the instructors I've had have been like that. Yeah. Uh, in particular, I know there's been so many times in Dix's class where if I haven't got something, we go back a step and she'll say, this is this, try yeah. that. Oh, okay. I know how to do that. And then we add that progression on. Yeah, progression modifications. Exactly. And I think that's so important as well. And I know that I do it with my students as well. Again, touching that later. Giving them progressions for things if they're stuck. And for people that say that they're getting it straight away, giving them... To keep them challenged. Exactly. And obviously not going off syllabus or anything like that, um, but still keeping them interested in what they're doing. Because like I said, they can get so bored after... Yeah. Doing it a million times. But yeah, I definitely think it's so important to know that it's okay and normalize like I can't do that. Can we please go back or can you please explain it a bit better? Like I've definitely had times where I need things explained properly. Oh, not properly. Differently. Yeah, clear cut. People need different cues. Exactly. And I think that's why it's always encouraged to do different classes with different instructors. Yeah. Because how one instructor explains something, like it's not that they're explaining it wrong. Yeah. But they can go to another class and they'll word it differently and then you'll be like, oh, I just got that. Like that. One thing, like inverting, for example, mm. one of my instructors had us turn around. So we like yes at the mirror as we went back. That helped a lot. But like that was just a different cue. Exactly. And I think that every instructor has different cues. There's no wrong cue um, or like no wrong or right. Like it's just like it's. As long as you're like sticking to form. like there's Yeah, no... exactly. And safety. Like it's. And that's the thing. Like it's. It's. It's, I think that's so important. Like, use acronyms or use, like, sort of, like, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of one now. <laughs> like, squeeze, I remember, like, uh, when my instructor was, like, squeeze your butt like an, an old man, but, like, really, like, squeeze it and then go up or something like that. Like, just, like, cues to, like, engage the right muscles to do a certain trick or whatever it is. Yeah, because as we said before, sometimes it's a mental block. So sometimes you just yeah. need to make that mental connection. Exactly. And I'm sort of, I'm sort of, that's how I sort of learn. I sort of have to see it. Like, I need someone to do it a few times and then I'll try it out. And then, like, I'm a visual learner. Yeah. Like, you can write it down and I'll be like... I couldn't learn pole from a textbook. <laughs> no. And that's like, like, and same with pictures, like pictures, even if there's like picture by picture, that's still, I still wouldn't be able to learn that way. Someone would physically have to do the whole thing for me to see it and be like, oh, okay. But then that's also deceiving. You watch an Instagram video and you're like, I can do that. Oh, absolutely. The amount of videos I have sh- shaved, saved, uh, of me thinking I can do that crazy kip that that Russian person did yeah i haven't attempted any but like yeah it's wild uh competing is obviously a very it can be really scary i think scary even just applying is like scary within itself um again normalizing that as well um competing is sort of that next step also don't feel pressured to compete because i feel like in some kind of pole circles the next step is, is competing exactly and that's not the case if like, you just like going to class just go to class exactly and and i have i've spoken to people before where i'm like oh like have, like, have you ever thought about competing like no she like they've they've said to me like i just like going to class they've literally said that like, like i just, it's just not for me yeah and that's personally i 
entered for a comp, didn't get in, but I was like, oh, well, this is the next step. I have to do this. This is what I have to do now. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing to like tell, let people know as well. Like you don't have to do that. Um, Like you don't feel pressured either to do that. If other people are doing it in your circle, but it's just not for you, then you don't need to do it. If you want to do it to challenge yourself, by all means, do it. it. Uh, But I guess as well, it comes with that where it can be really hard as well. Um, The rejection. Such a big one. It is. And it's just the rejection or fear of being rejected as well can stop people from applying. And that's, that's completely valid. It's the same when you apply for jobs or something, you know, you really want to apply for this job, but you don't apply for it because you're scared of the rejection. And I, I definitely, there's been situations where I've felt similar. Um, and I, there's been times where I have been and I've gotten really upset. Yeah. Um, and that's valid, but it's, it's, you shouldn't feel that you're not good enough if yeah. you don't get in. So rejection kind of led me into this massive spiral. Yeah. Away from pole. And I really do regret not putting in the mental, I guess, workout to work through it. Yeah. Because I think that's the thing. Like as soon as you just see that email or whatever saying like, oh, unfortunately you didn't get in, you just like, yeah. You get grumpy, you get a bit upset, yeah. and then you're like, oh, I'm never going back. Or like all these things, like irrational things run through your head and you're just like, oh, it's because of this, 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 like I'm not good enough or I don't yeah. look this way. But that's literally not it. At the end of the day, like it's it's a criteria from two other people. Yeah. Um, two other people could watch the show and see something completely different. Um, so I think that's really important to remember uh, but with competing as well, it comes a lot of mental mental strength as well, uh, physical as well to, you know. Um... I think the thing coming into a competition that I didn't expect is that for three minutes you are literally putting on a production. Yeah. You've got – like it's not just you get up on stage and you do your routine. No. There's so many other aspects to it. Exactly. And I think that's the thing as well when going into a competition applying, you need to give that across in your application. Yeah. Uh, and a- again, someone competing for the first time that doesn't know that, that that potentially could be the downfall of the application. Like it could be like they've they've gotten everything else right, but it's just that they couldn't see the vision, mm. which can be sad, but that's the thing as well to sort of take note. Um, so, you know, you have a strong theme. You've got to sell the vision. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I guess the very first comp I did was Risque in 2019. Uh, and that itself, that was my first year of pole. And that was like scary within itself doing a competition for the very first time less than a year into pole. Um, but again, I think the community made it a lot easier for me to sort of do it. Like I had people like, oh, you should apply. And I, I just used my solo video from Showcase. And then, yeah, I guess sort of the same thing sort of happened where, um, you know, I got a bit like unsure or like stress, anxiety, waiting for that email of if I did or didn't get in. And I know for a lot of people, they probably felt the same way. Um, but yeah, so I guess eventually when we did get that email and like I, I had got in, I was more in like shock. I was like, oh, okay, well now I have Shit. to. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting to get this far. Um, like I just didn't know what to do. But at that time I had, uh, I got really close with um, 
Dix. Dix sort of was um she was emceeing. Uh, so it was sort of good to have people to train together and stuff like that. Yeah, that that was sort of a time to sort of grow uh, as a, as a person, I guess, because p- performing's very competing. Sorry, you have to put on a show. It's not a general pole combo thing. Like you have to have a whole vision. Um, so it was lots of times training together and stuff like that. But then when it came down to actually doing your own show, it had to be individual as well. Yeah, it couldn't. You can bounce the ideas off each other, sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, you want it to be true to yourself. Um, so, yeah, I know I did a lot of privates uh, with dicks throughout it and uh, one with Sophia and that was really cool to sort of get get my – to find myself within the routine, yeah, because you want it to be your style. And I think that's really important with your shows as well, not putting on a show that's – not what you tr- think they want to see. Exactly. Stay true to yourself. Like if it's – if it's something that you're not vibing, you don't feel comfortable with, or it's not you, don't do it. Like, obviously, you want to, when competing, you take in consideration of the criteria of what you're getting voted on, or um, what's the word, judged on, sorry. Yeah. But make it true to yourself and you as a performer or you as a pole dancer. Um, and so I know for me, when I was doing my private with Dix, like we, we added a kip on the pole. And again, that's what was true to me at that time was doing that. I, kn- I know that there was certain things I wanted to do and we just added that in there to sort of be wherever. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was good. And then I guess when it eventually came to competing that night, so nervous. Even the lead up, like the tan, the makeup, the hair, the song, the music. Exactly. There's so many little things like getting the music cut, uh, making your costume, making your props. Like I had my dad help me spray paint my little oven that I had like for my pole comp. Like my dad helped me. Like he was just like loving it. Like he was just helping me out. Same thing. Like you think you need to think of your props. It needs The theme needs to relate all this stuff. Um, so yeah, when it came to the actual competition itself when it came to that night all the nerves obviously set in when you do your run through you're thinking of all these little things and I can say my run through was horrible like it was so bad I stuffed up like I had my hand around the wrong way so I couldn't do my kip Uh, my top at the time was shifting up the entire time like it was just a mess and I got off stage and everyone was still like, oh, no, it was fine. And I think I remember either Dix or Taylor coming up to me like, you know, like if it's a, if the run through you, it, what you feel was bad, that means the performance is going to be fine. Like even though like you might like to me, that advice actually helped me, though. Like I went into it just thinking, OK, it's going to be fine because yeah. that that stumble that I had is out of the way. But the biggest thing was the wardrobe malfunction <laughs> I was stressing so hard. My first competition as well, like I just, so I quickly text Jake and I was like, hey, just let you know, I'm taking my top off for my performance because I keep having a wardrobe malfunction. And he was like, ha ha, okay. But I was stressing because like, that's not me at all. Mm. I don't do that. Like I've never done that before in front of a crowd of people I don't know, but it turned out that was actually quite a common theme of the evening. It, it definitely was, <laughs> but I didn't think a beginner would be doing that. Um, but yeah, so eventually did my routine. The adrenaline was amazing. Like I had my sister there, had a lot of my friends there. It was awesome. Um, everyone was so supportive. And just I remember my sister texting me being like the crowd. You, they, for the kit, 
Oh my god. It just made me feel really good. Like I felt in my place, I guess, yeah. on a stage. Like I feel I feel comfortable, as scary as it can be, but you just get switched on. The adrenaline's there, the crowd's there. You can't really see the crowd anyway. So it was wild. Like I just felt comfortable and fine. For a comp I did not poll similar vein. I was so unprepared. Mm. I really wasn't happy with what I put out on the night. To be completely honest, that didn't matter because the experience of competing was so good. Exactly. And that's the thing, like the like watching back the performance, like I can see so many I knew I wasn't happy with my routine. Yeah. I knew I wasn't happy with what I put together. But that oh my god. Exactly. And that's the thing, like looking back at my performance, same thing. I see things, I'm like, that's not good, that's not clean. But the feeling I felt after, it stumps all of that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I guess as well, like towards the end of the night when they're announcing the awards and announcing the winners, I wasn't getting my hopes up about it. Of course, I feel like everyone has that little piece of mind where like, oh, that'd be cool if I did. But I just was still on such a high from how good I felt after. Yeah. Um, that it didn't matter. Like I didn't care. Like I just I just had the best time. I went out there and did my thing. And I guess, yeah, I, to put the icing on the pie, <laughs> I say pie. Uh, but to put the icing on that, like I was awarded as Miss Beginner Risque, which was awesome. Like it was cool to sort of walk away with that and um show that like, you know, you can like anyone can do it. Like it's a beginner. Yeah. Like it's I yeah I just it was the best time and like I I obviously have like I had so much help from Dix helping me out with that and Sophia with my doing all that stuff um but yeah that was really cool but yeah competing like we obviously said before like it's there's obviously that stigma around it of like you have to do it you're at that next step but don't think that's the case like what I've I've been doing pole for however long now and I've only actually competed in two pole comps um again obviously with COVID last year there was nothing going on (laughs) but I yeah, I think I think as well, I guess, is probably important to highlight as well with that being said. When I went into my second pole comp, it wasn't my usual style at all. I don't move yeah. slow. I don't move slow. I, I can, but it's not it me. It was a very different performance from you. Exactly. So when I went into my second performance uh, or com- competition, that was Canberra Classic pole-wise, very different, very sensual, I guess, um and again I I was in my head about it and I guess everyone can get in their head when it comes to especially divisions because yeah. I was in a high div I was an intermediate intermediate was classified as high inter to pre-advance I was in my head I was like I'm not as good as these and, and I openly admit it because it's I think it's important to but I was in my head saying I'm not as good as all these other people it didn't matter that I was an instructor uh, but I, I got in my head really, really bad about it. I didn't want to compete. Like I was, ex- I wanted to, but I didn't at the same time. So I just knew going into it, same thing, getting a lot of advice off dicks was just go and do what you usually do, yeah. which is put on a show, just be yourself. And that's exactly what I did. I, again, watched back the video, not clean, nothing like that. But I just went and did my thing, still did a kip. Again, that's, again, keeping my performance to myself, even though, true to myself sorry but even though it was slow I was still able to do something like that and again I was so shocked that I got Miss Sensuality like Miss Sensuality for Camera Classic I was so like I was not expecting it but I do think that like I I put on such a different performance I was proud of that again same thing the adrenaline gets there after the show you were like all all I wanted to do was just make sure I held eye contact yeah and that and that's the thing like it's just 
yeah I think like it's just it's important to note as well that you we you definitely can get in that headspace because I did because it was like okay I did risque and I won so that means the next one I have to do I have to win I went in that headspace which yeah. is bad but I, I did maybe like you weren't saying it but no it, you, you were feeling it exactly I knew you, you wanted to get sashed yeah and that was and that was in my head and that was just like I was like if I don't get anything like that's gonna be so bad but this, it's not gonna be bad because I'm still I've still gone on stage and yeah. done my thing but yeah, so I think that's also important to note that I still like that's like comparison to yourself. You just exactly. come off these other competitions where you've done so well. And I think that was a thing and important to note. I wasn't necessarily saying I had to get a sash to beat other people. No. It was I had to beat myself in my yeah. head about it. it wasn't anyone else. It didn't matter about anyone else. It was me saying, Okay, but Taylor or Stassi in risque, you need to do something like that. Like, exactly right. It's not competing against anyone else. It was competing against myself. Yeah, another, like, dangerous world to go down. Exactly. But, yeah, so I guess competing definitely has its fun side, though. Um, But I guess as well, talk to your friends, talk to your mentors if you do see yourself. And that's why I did. Like, I talked to my mentors and asked them for advice, get their advice on, you know, how they've dealt with a similar situation and just competing in general because it's it's good to sort of get a broad knowledge of it. As our, like competing queen what's your like top tip for going into your first comp again it's you might seem seem so cliche but have a performance that is is true to you and that like I just think that's so important because you want to leave an impression that like well not really leave an impression but you just keep it true to yourself just smile have actually you know what have the best time that's that's probably like my best advice is just enjoy every moment because that three minutes will be over so quick yeah like you want to do it again for my first con again not pole similar vein yeah you and ash literally built like this experience for me you're like we'll come we'll like do run throughs together we'll yeah together it was really good exactly and i think that's important as well like make a day of it like if someone else is like competing at your friends with, or even if like you're not that close, like organize something to do something all together prior, get ready together, because it's a community as well. It's not yeah. like at the end you are competing against each other, but it's not. It's not even like that. Like you, you're having fun. Like just enjoy and savor every moment because it's going to be over so quick. And then the next day you're going to be like, oh, that was the best day. Like it doesn't. It doesn't even matter of the outcome either. Like it just would have been just the best day from everything. So just enjoy yourself. I think that's so important. So we've spoken a lot about how good it feels to be in a really good studio with a really strong community. So I wanted to touch quickly on maybe if you don't do pole or thinking no, about doing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to touch quickly on if you don't do pole. Or if you're thinking about doing it, how to find <laughs> how to find like your studio, your people, mm. a community that you think you're going to fit into. Because I think that's so important to be in a community that like you just feel. Yeah, if you're not comfortable, you're, you're not going to want to do pole. <laughs> exactly, you're going to be like, I'm a head out, like, no. lates. <laughs> so a big one, especially for pole, is Instagram. Instagram, mm. the TikTok. Is it big on TikTok? I don't know. Not all TikTok sort of censors every. So is Instagram lately. So bad, but Insta- oh TikTok I sometimes see, but then you get those like comments from like this is a kids app. Like, well, is it though? Like, are you 
Aren't you meant to be over 15? I don't know. I keep deleting TikTok because it's just an endless hole of scrolling. Oh, it's it's a black hole. And then I also just see things that I don't agree with, so I just delete it. <laughs> anyway, whole different story. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's not that big on TikTok, but yeah. Find studios in your local area. Google it. Google mm. Pulse Studios near me. Jump on their Instagrams. Look at their teachers. Look at their students. If they have a tag, go through the tag. Mm. Different studios definitely have different vibes. As we said before, some studios are very like pole fitness. Uh, while we're on that, there is definitely a sect of pole dancing that really wants to distance themselves from strippers and sex work and things like that. I don't know anything about that world. Not really interested in knowing anything about that world. Not for me. Yeah. No, really not you do you because I don't think you should be able to enjoy it if you're anti-sex work. That's my opinion. Yeah. But there is that. I don't know much about that. Very trick-focused, fitness-focused. I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, I'm not the one to talk to. Yeah. So definitely just gauging the vibe, seeing what kind of events they do. Some studios will have like a week eight showcase, a week eight show week, like a pole jam night, things Mm. like that. Finding out what kind of movements they do. So if you're not really comfortable with like the super sexual movements, maybe that studio is not for you. And that doesn't mean pole isn't for you. It just means you need to, you might want to go to a studio where they have a different style. Yeah. More of a like showgirl style, more of a fun style. Yeah. So supporting local studios means like a local community, local comps, local events, more opportunities for you to get out and meet other people who are interested in the same stuff you are. Yeah. I think it's just like the community as well. You obviously want to, you want to feel part of that community. So find finding community that you feel like that you can see yourself fitting into as well not really fit I guess fitting into but also like resonating with or you also like what their beliefs I don't know that sounds really religious (laughs) not beliefs I don't think belief no automatically connotates to like religion (laughs) I think that's our um schooling yeah yeah but yeah finding a studio that like where the community is something that you you can resonate with and that you know they stand for what you do as well yeah or like it's just something that yeah, I get, like I said, you resonate with that you can see yourself becoming a part of. Um, and again, it becomes like a family community. It does because everyone's so supportive of each other. Um, and you don't want to obviously be in a negative environment because that will then play on your experience yeah. with pole. Because if you're in a negative environment, then you're going to just associate then the that negative feeling to pole when that's not the case at all. You just might need to find your tribe somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like a community where it's generally positive, but you still have that space to feel those negative thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So I guess as well, um, also important, I guess, to my pole journey, obviously um, I was approached um, to become an instructor uh, currently at the studio that I'm at now, which is really cool. Um, it It was a little bit unexpected. Yeah, it was like just after Risque, I believe. I was started doing socials and stuff, which was cool. But um, I then was approached to see if I would like to be an instructor. Um, it was just incredible. I was obviously so nervous as I didn't know if I'd be the right fit. And that was more, again, in the sense of a personal 
it was a personal thing for myself. Like I just wasn't sure. I was scared about teaching people. Um, but then I sort of thought back to my first time as a beginner with my instructor and it was just this very welcoming, empowering environment. And I knew that I could, I could give that to other people as well. Um, and I guess as well, like I, 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 was doing like the same thing five classes a week like I lived loved breath of pole like I just I spent all of my time there um so yeah when I guess I I became an instructor like I I remember my first class was a beginner's class in the city and I was so nervous uh but I just thought back to my first time again as a beginner I was nervous so I knew they were nervous we were both nervous together. <laughs> so I, I just remember, like I told the class, like I'm the instructor. Cause in beginners, we sit down for like first five to 10 minutes, sort of go around, talk about the studio, talk about what to expect, uh, what to, you know, just all these little things. Just some housekeeping really. Yeah, exactly. And um, I was sort of like, yeah, this is my first time ever teaching. You guys, my first class this is really exciting. Um, so that was really good to sort of um, let them know that like I'm obviously new um, and again you learn so much as well like from being an instructor in the sense of when you first start you might feel lost but you learn so much along the way. Uh, I just like I said I just I obviously didn't have a dance background at all so mm. like it wasn't like I I wasn't this instructor that had 20 years not even like it wouldn't be like 20 years experience of you know jazz or whatever like I had no experience at all I was just a I used to play soccer as a kid like I didn't really do anything my journey as an instructor has been amazing like I've I have all these students who I have seen go from beginners to high inter because some of them just progress so quickly again there's nothing wrong with that either progressing quickly or slowly everyone takes at their own uh, pace sorry Um, but it was really cool to see my beginners progress and just sort of flourish into these beautiful little pole beans like they were just (laughs) (laughs) they just went out into the world and did all these amazing things in the pole world and again sort of as I went on I only really taught beginners I think within my second term is when I started to teach pole flow. Again, this is so different from a structured syllabus class because that's where you do your own corey and you make it up yourself. And that was really scary to me. One, I didn't know if anyone would like it. Two, you had to pick your own song. It was just so scary. Like I just didn't know what I was going to do. So yeah, eventually when I went into doing pole flow and stuff, I then eventually sort of steered steered clear like I just opened up a bit more with myself as who I was and how I sort of taught um and I sort of taught what I liked and again that sort of helped me not I sort of built a student base of people that like the same things as me um so yeah anyway I think like being an instructor I've progressed a lot as a person obviously in each term like you progress even further and especially watching your students say progress uh, just as much um, and I sort of opened up to be myself a bit more and like I said now going into pole flow um, I was sort of able to sort of I still love obviously dancing to my doja cat or I like I like dancing um, you know to Rihanna and all the rest of that stuff but I really obviously going like I said back into my college days of listening to like 
Blink-182, listening to <laughs> Slipknot, listening to Parkway Drive, Amity, like all of that. Like that's, I sort of, that's where I sort of thought of um, punk flow. And to me, I just like, I felt so in my element when I was doing those classes because it was to music that I loved. Um, and there's not, in Canberra at least, I know there was a few people that inspired me um, in Sydney, uh, Arizona was one of them, that's her name, who sort of did similar yeah. And I knew that there was nowhere in Canberra that was doing it or that I had known of, uh, uh, known of, sorry. So it's kind of hard to find uh, like dancers who aren't doing like hip hop and I know Drake. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a really nice little niche. Exactly. And I think that was the thing like, and there's definitely students that love it. Yeah. And as soon as I started to do those classes, that's when like I sort of had these students that were recurring students that came back every term because of that class. Yeah. So for me, like obviously again, before change name, it used to be called punk Zodic and there used to be like a little hashtag and it was amazing because people used to use the hashtag and I used to be able to see all my students using it. Um, and then same thing when we changed it to punk flow, same thing. Like I was able to have a class where everyone just loved the music. Like it was just an outlet for that hour to just, you know, Let's go back to year 12 listening to Blink on A2 and we just dance it out. Oh, you know, we go back to listening to Disturbed and we do a routine. We do all this fun stuff. Um, So I think that was really, really cool to sort of um, have a space where I could bring both the things that I love, like my love for that music uh, and Paul, I could combine that together. Parasite Um, Eve is my favourite routine by you. Really? I think that one was the one like – I think it's like just after the first lockdown. Yeah. And then like I was like, that song is like just like I remember um I remember who sent me the song and I'm like, oh, this would be so funny for a punk flow and then it would be so funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But then I ended up doing it and then it was just like it was such a bop. Personally for me, like I have I have so many favorite punk flows, I think. No, my favorite punk flow is when you did um psychosocial for my birthday oh yes i know that's why i was like are you coming to class but i yeah i just i think my favorite punk flow and i only say this one is because i think i did it three times (laughs) so i before i moved to punk flow i did this song to sort of gauge a feel it's not super punk and then I did it again the next time. Oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> oh, my favorite routine. It was Butterfly. That's a bop. I literally frothed the routine so much. It was my favorite routine, favorite freaking song. Like I remember my mom listening to it in the car when I was a kid. Like, just love it. So I think for me, that one's been probably my favorite. Again, like, I, just any. I don't know. I like, like everything. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely been times where I've done such sloppy like you know like lazy stuff and then when you know when you do like I don't know like this resonates probably with a lot of instructors <sighs> you put like not minimal effort but you know you, you you do you do it up quickly and then your students are like this is my favorite routine and then you're like oh that's so nice of you to say but like the routines that you spend hours on or frustrating over they're like they'll like it but they're not like oh this is my favorite they're just like oh yeah good routine but then the one that you spend less time working on they're like this is my favorite the one that you put together while you were teaching them (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's just so funny because like it's they just like froth anything and it's so nice it makes you feel like you're doing something right and like you just feel I know that I always left a class feeling 
happy with what I've done or how I've made someone feel like you know when they share it on Instagram you're just like oh that's so cute like they like I don't know and I guess I sort of touched on it last time like I'm just a normal person so I just I well I am like and the, but like when people like oh I know when I first started poll I idolized my instructors in the sense of like I was like oh my god they followed me on Instagram like oh my god that's so cool and then like when some people say that to me like oh you follow me on Instagram I'm like I'm just like a normal person like I, I like <laughs> I'm not anything special but it makes me like feel really warm inside that I have people that feel that way because I feel that way about all my students all my students are so amazing and they they inspire me they progress and when they when they progress in anything they do I'm just like you're literally amazing especially when I started doing kips and stuff literally froth when I see any of my students do that stuff yeah so it's just like it's just crazy like it's just it's just the cutest thing ever um and again I guess as well like to always draw back um to like I was you know, I was a little beginner once and I always had my struggles. And as an instructor, just because I'm an instructor, it doesn't mean that I don't have struggles or I don't have days where I like the last thing I want to do is go to pole or whatever. That's totally normal as well. You can just be really burnt out. Um, but I think that's so important to remember that like, it's okay to feel that way, even if it's your instructor. But as soon as I'm in that room and I have to teach, it's not because I have to be in a good mood, but my students generally put me in that good mood. Like it doesn't matter what sort of happened throughout the day. I'll go into class and like, they're just all happy to like, you know, see me or do the class, whatever. So that sort of switches you on to just be like, oh, okay. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel good. Like it's gonna be a good class. And I think the biggest eye opener for me as well, I remember one student in particular coming up to me and they said like, I just want to thank you so much for, being you and they sort of they sort of said like of someone of similar looks and size you know it makes me feel really comfortable and confident to have you as my instructor and like that sort of made me feel really good like it was like you know you don't have to fit like you can look however you look and you can still achieve anything it doesn't matter you don't have to be a certain size you don't have to be like you don't have to look a certain way to be able to do poll anyone can do it and I I remember when that person said that to me I went home and told my mom and mom was just like that's like that's really like kind that someone like does that as well like it's not yeah I know it just like it made me really you made like a genuine impact on that person's life yeah and I I think it was so it was weird that like I did like in my head I was like I'm just like I'm just a person but I had made an impact that they felt they felt that way and that's really special and like I have I have so many students as well that make me feel you know, so happy to be doing what I'm doing, especially as well, the instructor team that we do have, everyone's so, you know, it's just so easy to get along with everyone. So it makes it so much easier um, to sort of just, yeah, be a big community. But yeah, so I guess like that is being an instructor. Like it's just, it's it's cool. Again, we all have our bad days and that's totally normal. But yeah, I'm just a normal person. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I also love just like commenting on everyone's stuff. Again, I'm like really bad for like forgetting to reply to people. If anyone knows me, I take about six weeks, I reckon, at t- stages to reply to people. But I love like seeing people share all the stuff and like tagging me in it. It's really cute. But yeah, I don't know. That's my <laughs> life as an instructor. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess as well, like um, with Poll itself, confidence has been obviously like we said at the start going into poll for the very first time weren't as confident uh but obviously as you know you sort of progressed along and stuff 
Pole has definitely been something that sort of helped my confidence and self-esteem. Um, and it's definitely allowed me to find the central side of of myself. It's been something where I have been more at one with my body. Again, um, it can be really hard as well when you've sort of been shut off from your body for so long in the sense of like, I didn't really understand my body that much. I didn't explore my body in a way that pole has allowed me to so at first it wasn't it was not natural to me to feel that way uh but through teaching and through um just doing pole as a whole it has allowed me to be a lot more confident within my body and accept my body for how it is to move centrally and just be at one with myself which I think is really important like obviously the fitness side of it is awesome where I can you know do these tricks and stuff and that's obviously like that's cool the fitness side is very secondary to me in my whole experience of pole exactly and I think that's a thing like yeah that's cool that like I feel strong doing that but what takes the cake for me is how I actually feel, feel doing that exactly like I feel I like I can put on a song and I can like just days off into just doing my thing I'm not worrying about how I look I'm not worrying about if this trick's clean or the movement's clean like I'm just feeling the music I'm feeling myself and I think that's so important is that we take the time to allow ourselves it's sort of being vulnerable like when you're when you're especially when I go to the studio by myself and I'm just doing my own thing I allow myself to have that time to just flow it out and just feel how I'm feeling the music with how my body's moving. Uh, same with like, you know, pole wear. When you have pole wear, or like a, we oh, have an addiction, obviously. Like <laughs> the amount of money I've spent, I don't want to know, but. I think I don't have any. And then I went to like put something in my pole drawer today and it was like overflowing. Was like, oh my God. Literally, like it's just, yeah, it, you just buy a new outfit and you're like, yeah, I'm ready to take it. It's like on. buying a new pair of leggings, though. It is. It's addictive because you're just like, okay, well, I need all colors of it. Yeah. So, like, there's even- this one body suit that I'm literally, it got discontinued, but I'm trying to track it down on the other colors. Yeah, literally me. I have, like, the, the, you know which body suit I'm talking about? I have the, the Adam L body yeah, suit. Yeah, I have yeah. the pink, I have the black, I have the gold, and I have the red. I have all four colors. Like, I. You got them all. I got them all, and, like, I just. <laughs> I froth them so much that probably my the red one's probably my favorite, but actually no, the gold. <laughs> I don't know. Like I just love all of them. Like I just any pole wear, like just all the feels has all the stuff on there. So I just constantly like I'm on there looking at it, and then they all the feels having afterpay is like the dangerous. I'm gonna die. Literally, it like I lead to my downfall. I remember when they. Like, oh my god, it was just dangerous. Like I just brought hundreds, thousands of dollars of stuff. Also. Shot from all the fields. Nicest owner in the world. Yes. And she's so nice and lovely. And that's the thing. Like, it's just, yeah. Give I, them all your money. Literally. Like, or, and then if there's nothing in stock, like, she'll source it out for you as well. If there's, like, something that's getting or, pre-ordered, yeah. Or, yeah. just DM her. Literally. And she'll be like, no worries. Yeah, d- for you. And she'll do, yeah, an invoice. And you, yeah, it's literally amazing. Recommend. Too good. So, yeah, like, I definitely, yeah. Obsession with polar wear. I have so many bodysuits. Electric Age has been so obsessed lately. Of like, I remember when like she had the this tartan, tart, yeah, Ooh, stunning. Literally, literally favorite. I reckon favorite two piece I have is like the the tartan one. Like it's just so good. There's a pink one, but I love the red one. Like this I, is gonna turn into us half an hour talking about various yeah, items we own. Like we need to stop. But like and the shoes. Anyway, oh my god. 
Anyone that knows me, I have a, such a bad addiction for buying things and then selling them less than a week later because that buyer's remorse hits in. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. You got your serotonin boost. <laughs> I got the serotonin boost for the, for the last an hour. Actually, not even. The serotonin boost lasts for me adding it into my cart, going out, looking at it for a few times, going out, okay, finally purchasing it. An hour goes by, even though I probably did it on afterpay, the buyer's remorse kicks in. Actually, the buyer's remorse kicks in when the payment actually comes out. I'm like, well. Yeah, now that they take it out that day. I just I think a lot more. <laughs> I'm disappointed within myself. So then after, potentially after it's been delivered, before the payments are probably even paid off, I then sell it. <laughs> depends. It depends what it is. Shoes, I definitely have done that so many times. Like I just thought I needed a pair of shoes and then I'd buy it and then I would sell it. Like. I was like so close to buying those bloody thigh high yeah, the what- heels with the monograms oh. on them. I mean, I'm not glad I didn't, but I but, don't think I would have worn them. But this is the thing. Same with Shoe Me. They did the new reward thing where it's money now. So it's not points. So I had like $150 in she that. She puts a note in my order every time I order two. Yeah. And I, I literally, I brought them because it cost me like, fifty dollars not even for the shoes in my head it only cost me fifty dollars but it actually it did cost me there was me. some other purchases that led <laughs> to this point exactly so anyway like it's just like it's an addiction like it's so that also allow like i like a good outfit good pair of heels just allows like for me personally allows me to feel so, like so good about myself and especially even like being someone i guess growing up as well i was someone that wasn't scared of my body but i didn't know my autonomy very well like I just I didn't explore myself the way I I think it's because again I was insecure I had some things happen where I just I you know didn't want to uh ever express myself in a way like that because I thought I would be not shunned but like just like I don't know I don't know I just wasn't confident within myself so when I was allowed myself to feel feel the music feel the movement not stress about how I look necessarily I could just flow and I just being surrounded by people as well as well that had that same mentality was awesome. So yeah, I know that's been, that's, that's really helped me in my pole journey as a person as well. It's allowed me. And that's why I tell my students as well. Like I'm like, just feel the music. If this move isn't working for me, flow, however you feel need be. Same with freestyle. I'm like, just flow. How, like if you're doing body rolls, do body rolls. If you're doing head rolls, like just flow, however you feel sensual and comfortable. Like, if anything, I feel, even though I love fast-paced stuff, when I look at my Canberra Classic performance, the way that I was moving there, I was passionate about it. I think I was just in the moment, <clears throat> just loving how I felt. And that's what it is. I think sensuality to me is how I feel. I feel, mm. yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, what about you? What do you think? I think for me, and this is very personal to me, Paul has taught me a lot of discipline in a very positive way yeah uh you know the amount of training it takes to get to a certain point or a certain trick or a new move or whatever Mm. I never really had that growing up but Paul gave that to me um very appreciative for that being able to meditate and get into the music I was never super into music to be honest like I didn't really I didn't listen to music. I'd literally drive around in silence. <laughs> I could never. People th- like I could never. windows up, 
Now, music on, window. I cannot drive with the window down. Even in like negative eight degree camera winters, the window really? has to be... I feel Wait, it like has to be up or down? Down. Oh, no, yeah, same. Like I... I have to, like, if, otherwise it feels like I'm a, a little, little, bit, little, little bit, box. Yeah, a little bit cracked. Although there's definitely been times where I have driven home in complete silence. Like, I know I just said never, but, like, there's been, you know when you've had a, a tough oh, day yeah. and you just, and then you actually zone out. You're doing, like, 100, not 100. Come on, that's a bit dramatic. But, like, you, 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 you're, actually, no, you're doing 100 and you're that's just. That's a bit undramatic, to be honest. <laughs> okay, you're doing 120 and you're fucking zoned out and you're just, like, silence. Like, we've, I think, well, I've been there. Like, I'm just, like dissociating like driving like you're just you, like staring into the yeah and then you get home and you're like how the frick did i get here good thing i got here i guess <laughs> glad i'm in one piece but yes anyway yeah so mm. i was never really into music but like paul really gave me music which mm. such a gift yeah my partner loves music taught me how to count beats when i was like trying to make a routine once it's been very nice like it's very nice to be able to now feel that yeah I think that's important, yeah, especially music. I think as well that's – I think what helped as well, I remember, like, a certain instructor, Dix, when she'd – when we'd go into doing freestyle, she's like – like, she'd put on a song. Oh, the music roulette? Yeah, she'd just put on a song and you'd have to pretty much vibe to it and just see how you feel. I think that's that's also a good way to sort of just – Really great exercise for freestyling. Yeah, and I think what I love the most as well is the confidence that you see within yourself each week – even outside of pole yeah just stand up a bit straighter exactly and i think i think that really helped me after like a year into pole i was so much more confident within myself you're so good at talking to people and like going into parties and social events now yeah and that's the thing like, i i i'm very like i said like we said last episode i'm actually both of us are very much introvert yeah but because i have this outlet and that's the thing like if i can teach a room full of people um like i they shouldn't like i i just feel a lot more comfortable yet yeah, going into a social setting where i used to not yeah like obviously i still have anxiety and all that stuff it just depends on yeah. the circumstance but if i'm around people that i feel comfortable with i yeah it's it's a it's a whole new world i think especially for pole even as students the first time you see them come into the class by the end of the term completely different person because yeah. they're just so much more in the element confident uh it's just amazing and i love i love seeing the progression of every person that comes in as they leave feeling beautiful sensual and just all that in between it's amazing yeah definitely but yeah i guess like in a nutshell that's pole yeah i guess so do you have any like pole goals coming into (laughs) wow i don't know (laughs) i had pole goals for the start of this year and then couple of little situations haven't it been a poll in about eight months <laughs> that's fine yeah that's but, fine um one of them was uh get a flat split my body split got deeper since i stopped <sighs> how is that yeah look sometimes our body works for us even when we you know don't anger anger that gives yeah, me <laughs> i know because then when you like try and then nothing happens you're like i don't know like i um, I'm trying to think of a pole goal. Like I, what's that move called? I've never done a jade split, my, like actually on the pole. Never in my life. Because every time it's been in, I think it's high inter. Hmm. I've obviously not been there. <laughs> Just keep Shock seriously me. missing that one. Yeah, I obviously have things going, staying home. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I think 
not falling back in love with Pulse and I'm falling out of love with it, but I think I'm obviously in a bit of a, I don't know, I think everyone gets in a bit of a rut. Yeah. Like, especially with lockdown, obviously. Uh, Anything you've felt in the past two years, own it and there's nothing wrong with you. It's been wild. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, everyone experienced lockdown and it was tough. Just remember that, like, it doesn't, take away I guess I need to tell myself that it doesn't take away from my progress that I yeah that I have done personally I'm about to drop back yeah like two or three levels yeah and very hard mentally to at first I was like well I can't go back to pole because I'd have to drop a level so it was either don't do it or drop a level yeah hard to mentally exactly come to terms with exactly so I think yeah maybe coming to terms with that that like it's okay that I will get back there just it's just been wild times obviously like it's just like the energy as well being exhausted anxious yeah totally all normal feelings I think but um Pogo maybe just yeah I don't know get back into it do a jade split (laughs) I haven't been there for 10 weeks yeah just whip out a jade split just jump this one out oh well you know what um what's what's the other what's that other move that's really hard to do (laughs) Is it called an Algeria? What's it called? A Gennaro? I don't know. I don't know because I only ever see. I or is it called an Aisha? Is it the Aisha that's hard? It's the that's the upside. Oh, is that like the hand? Explain it, stupid. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Like pre Inex. Oh yeah, let me do an Inex. That's my pole goal. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I could never. I just like my body bending that way, like. It looks like a roasty air chicken. That's what it looks like to me in INX. Like, it looks like you're a chicken. I don't think you know what an INX is. No, I think I do. You look like a chicken. Like, your legs are like... Like, you have legs and arms. Iron cross. I don't know how and they say And you're wrapped it. around. I think that's like a... See, I don't know how to pronounce some stuff. Because like, I've only seen it written in hashtags. I honestly PD- think... Rainbow. No, honestly, uh, I oh, INX is it INX? Yeah, I think the INX no, is where you look the... like a roastier chicken. Am I wrong? This one. Is that an INX? Yes. No. What's that other one called? You look like a roastier chicken. Um. What is it called? A rotisserie chicken. Well, yeah, that's what you look like. But what's it called? Spatchcock. That is oh. it. Spatchcock. You're just gonna whip out a little spatchcock. Yeah, I, I may as well try. You don't you think you look like a chicken? I've seen. Does that make more like, sense of looking like a roasty chicken? Yeah, that makes okay, cool. more sense now. <laughs> that's what it was. Spatchcock. I could never. I would try that not warm, and then like break. You would. I would try anything not warm. I it wouldn't be the first. Like okay, so you go in, no knee pads, <laughs> no warm up, do a kip, being there. I literally was like, hey, does this look hard? And then I did it and smash my knee. Um, but when I got my home pole, like the X stage. Oh, you would never warm up. No, and I, the other day I went to do something, and like I started doing like shoulder mounts and stuff. And Shelby's like run across like he does he does like a sexy down. I'll take a video and like share it once. Like he just like he'll go and then like down. Chief is Chief loves my yoga mat. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's like a downward, downward dog. dog. Downward dog. Yes. That's what Shelby does. But on the pole stage, yeah. I call him Sh- uh, Shelly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but stage name. <laughs> yeah, because like that was his name if he was a girl, Shelly. But Shelby kind of sounds like a girl's name. I think – I have a feeling Shelby might be a girl's name, but I think because we both know your dad and we both know where Shelby comes from. Yeah. Like – Carol Shelby, Shelby Mustang. Yes, that's, ex- Shelby. that's actually exactly why he's called yeah. Shelby. My dad has a shirt that says Shelby and I joke about it being for Shelby. <laughs> I've never once associated it as being like a girl dog yeah. with Shelby. But yeah, like I was trying like all this stuff and the next day I was so sore and then I was like, no, it's just, I'm getting sick. Like I need to stress about that. But like I had just did a bunch of shoulder mounts without warming up. Have you ever had a pole lesson where like you then drive home and just like. No. You don't know how to drive home. Yes. Yeah. Or you think it's 45 degrees and then. Oh. And you put the windows down and then you're freezing. Actually, there's been so many times where like I've left pole without my pants on because like I'm driving home. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But then when I was living in my apartment, I had to make the trip in the elevator home, like back to my apartment. It was bad. Thanks for joining us this week. That was fun. That was fun. Look, This was a fun one. Last week was was very, we're getting into it. This week I felt a lot more into it. Yeah, although like I feel like I still went sidetracked and I didn't say like and literally as much as I usually do. Well, we'll, when we play this back, we'll know. (laughs) We'll find out. But, yes, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll um, obviously be back next week. Whole new topic, maybe? Yeah, I guess we'll see where it takes us. So make sure to um, follow us on Instagram. So that being said, dot podcast uh, will be on Spotify as well, eventually streaming off into other ones as well, hopefully. <laughs> we just need to work it out. We're really not tech savvy. Um, yeah, it turns out actually not as easy as I thought it would be. <laughs> thanks for joining us um yeah we'll be back next week obviously follow us on instagram subscribe yeah subscribe or like i don't know if you can subscribe like follow share yes that's what people say like follow share that being said dot podcast at instagram thank you love you bye